0: fire rebel, what have you done to yourself? Well, just been down the old uh, plastic surgeons, you know. Really? Uh, right. Yeah, went in first. I, I wanted, you know, to change the look a little bit. So yeah. I said, you got uh yeah, plenty of work done, have not you?" Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's dead cheap. Is this? He's doing specials. Specials. <laughs> he's doing a <the> bog off. A <laughs> bog off. Yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. want that on your face. No, though, no, do you? no, no. Anyway, buy one get one free. Um, so I said, uh, remember Rob Lowe? You know, yeah, I mean, Rob beautiful guy, yeah. yeah. beautiful, beautiful, old beautiful chin. Yes, yeah, did a beautiful chin. Yes. So I said to him, I want a chin like Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was alright, he yeah. did it, but I looked after, I think, I said to him, did a Rob Lowe? Yeah. He said, oh, I thought, I said, really low. Oh. So that's not gone that well.
1: well yeah. it, know, it, it is a very, I mean, it's it's touching your, your shoes there.
0: Yeah, I know. The I know. I'm, I'm, I'm holding the, 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 the lace down with it, so it's, yeah. not, it's not all it's bad. It's not a great yeah. look. Yeah. It's not, but also, you've noticed I've gone for the Mallard Streak. The mallard, the mallard streak, the, the white streak through the middle of the forehead, yeah, oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, all the way across. Yeah. It was the, did, the full width of the head. It was very wide, yeah. yeah. It was quite <laughs> more mallard than I expected, yeah. and you'll have noticed, of course, that I've, I've gone for the ear transplant. Yes, yeah, ear yeah. transplant. So we've we've come from the normal situation of the ear, yeah. lower to the yeah. chin, yeah. so I can hear what I'm saying about it. So, whose ear did you get the transplant from?
1: Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've been oh, down the uh, oh, yeah. plastic surgeons as well as a matter of, matter of fact yeah I went in I asked for
2: because um, you look different I, I different do different, like? I, 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 yeah
1: I'm, I'm, thanks for noticing thanks for noticing <laughs> I think he might be hard of hearing the uh, the, the, the plastic surgeon guy because I so- asked him I said hmm. I wanted to look like um, thinking woman's crumpet uh, Tom Hiddleston oh, yes. for the night manager oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and all them period dramas yeah, and such yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't like uh, him by well, the way well I think he, 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 what he's actually done is he's made me look like Hull City midfielder Tom Huddleston oh, dear. Uh, which <laughs> is different explains yeah, it yeah. Yeah. yeah and then there's pigments involved isn't there yeah can you make me look like Brad Pitt I want to look like Brad Pitt oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and instead as you can see what he actually ended up doing is he made me look like a Bradford Pitt, a disused Ooh. colliery yes. in, in West Yorkshire. It's, it's a mistake, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Your face. Your face.
2: It's a fucking disgrace.
0: disgrace. Well, I had done? cassettes with Jamie Jo- oh no hold on it's no. a, your face a fucking disgrace.
3: Yeah. Oh.
0: And so good evening everybody my name's Rebel Rickett and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this the Trust the Wizards podcast. Hey. <claps> well we are starving especially a man who likes nothing better than to eat a great big onion followed by oranges and lemons, followed by apples and oranges. And for afters, he goes to the top of Blueberry Hill and sucks those chocolate-salted balls. Yes, it's kicker of L's. And a man. And a man who says if he knew you were coming, he'd have baked a cake. But he'll never trust a man with egg on his face. And the last time he tried, it just turned into mouldy old door. So he'll see as he'll sit over here quietly in the corner, pulling muscles from a shell, it's Charithael Garbanzo! Oh,
2: the Right, so we're going to start today with uh, a song by Robert Pollard. Um, yeah, you will be aware of him. Uh, that uh, is from the album Waved Out. And he plays a guitar on this, which is quite unusual. Uh, and uh, the guitar playing and the drumming from Jimmy McPherson, particularly good I think on this, and you'll need to listen in about 90 seconds in where they really come together. There's also, uh, 2 minutes and 13 seconds, a very brief glimpse of a distorted synth that is made use of only once. <laughs>
4: But shouts in the dark I should not risk I command you to speak to us Be humble to our works We have suffered the change again And guess what they've been spreading So very upsetting But we're not forgetting we it of majestical willpower, impractical thinkers design the dream, these beast-like invincible machines, 100 jacks in the road, do you casually second the exit, are you into the easy way out? Don't come around here Have a look It's a free way Make use of the bold proposition Make use of the best fashion The passion is soon to burn out Make you of the-
5: This letter is addressed to Mr. Pete Townsend Hey brother, I write you to say thanks for nothing Your generation used up all the failing we rock. It looks like we're ripping you off. Hey, Mr. Jimmy, as I write upon this page, my hands they shake with the delicate rage. My amplifier has no aim for all that it plays sounds derivative and mundane. the digger. The beetles devoured all the was to be found. Dig down, dig down to the lost and found. Nothing green couldn't gather on a rolling stone. Dig down, dig on down. To whom it may concern For all Hendrix has burned The rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in there My fender is just A painted board, And if I light it on fire I become such a fucking whore Black Francis, Black Francis You're the last motherfucker out Grabbing all the good stuff And leaving no doubt That if rockin' Dies. It's not my fault. I do the best with the leftovers that I got. I dig out and down, dig down the lost and found. Nothing green could gather on a rolling stone. Dig down, dig down the lost and found. The beetles devoured all the worst to be found. dig on down all of the juice had been sucked out before Mel Bay taught us children to play so as we climb upon the rotting corpse Stick it in once again See if the blood will course Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry You wrote the only original song Some white boys stole it We all still sing along Chuck Berry sing to us One more time Before Fred Biscuit Freezes everybody's mind A tag down the lost and found The beetles devoured All of us to be found Dig down, dig down The lost and found Nothing great could gather On a rolling stone. Dig down, Woo-hoo!
2: That was Bobby Bear Junior. with the song "Dig Down," uh, which is from Bobby Bear Junior.'s Young Criminal Starvation League LP, which you have in your hands. I do. Charitha. I do.
1: Yes, uh, very, very good. He's in a few, uh, you know, letters to Pete Townsend and yes. Hendrix and Jimmy Page and uh, Black Francis and all sorts Chuck of people Berry. in there. Chuck Berry, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's, it's kind of expanding on the idea that well, basically rock and roll has all been done before. Yes, and, that's and, right. and, and And rebellion was all done in the sixties and. It's all been done before. Yeah. If it's all
0: been done before, is it still worth
1: doing again? Because so I would it, argue it is. I think it is. Yeah. Mean, but, yeah. but,
0: especially for young <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's
3: an interesting Bobby guy, Bear Jr. Is, is he guy.
2: Bobby Bear's senior's son? He is, yeah. Bobby, As in Bobby Bear, the country singer. Yeah, yeah. Detroit City, 500 miles from home. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, Bobby Bear... Uh, is he also related to Yogi? Uh, doesn't say. It'd Don be unusual, wouldn't it, having two yeah. dads? Yeah. Good Not yeah. these boys. days, though. No, no. Yeah. Um, Bobby Baird Senior, yes. by the way, uh, has a great song. Uh, he, he, I don't know if he is a Christian singer. He went into Christian singing, but he has a fantastic song called "Drop Me Jeez, Drop kick Drop, me kick Jesus to the goalposts of life. Indeed, yeah, that's aware? about all I know about Bobby. That's, Bear. A, great yeah. 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 that's a
1: great I've song. never actually heard the song, but I, I rem- always remember it because I remember in, back in the days when we worked in H V, someone came in and asked me for <laughs> really it, like, yeah. and I thought they were taking a piss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but do you, I mean, you realise though? This is perhaps the first time, maybe not, but I think it's the first time we've ever had a Grammy award-winning artiste on our show. Really? This is very he's true. He's won a Grammy? He's won a Grammy. Are you, which one? Junior? Junior. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. With his dad when he was eight years old. Ah. Oh, very yeah, true. That's interesting. Because now he's,
2: he's, he's, he's getting bigger accolades than that because he's, he's part of the touring yeah. Guided by
0: Voices. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Lionel. <laughs>
6: well, yeah. Yeah.
2: He's oh, on backing, backing, right. backing guitar. I thought, right. how's,
0: how's this man comes to kick his attention? Right. <laughs> ah, that'll be it. Yeah. So, there's, uh, a,
1: there's a picture of a very morose, uh, sort of, seven or six or seven-year-old girl on the inside sleeve. She looks very unhappy, doesn't she? She does, yes. Yeah. That's, 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 that's I've, 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 glum, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she's... It. He's not going in the same whole But on the route. front cover, the Young Criminal Starvation League, is somebody of a similar age... Looking
0: absolutely, deliriously <laughs> happy. Yes. Really, really happy. It's like the
1: difference between you and me, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, yeah, except none of us are... You're, you're your very much guys. a
0: back cover man, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I a, a back of, He's front cover. She, front cover. she couldn't cover. look any more
1: unhappy, that poor girl. Yeah, that's the yeah. same. That's same. Because yeah.
0: he's her dad. That's the reason. Oh, he did not like it. that. She's no, Bobby I'm Bear Jr. I just said that for effect. <laughs> I think he's a perfectly nice man, really.
2: And then before that, we had, of course, Robert Pollard with Make Use, with the cracking opening line, which is, I think... Something we need to talk about a little bit more. So it starts with the line A bold night for my new rock shirt, expected a burn hole, expected the worst. Um, right. And that got me thinking, I mean, I mean, I like a band T-shirt. Well, in fact, we're all in band T-shirts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. And uh, do you worry when you, when you go to a gig, especially not so much now, because we tend to stand at the back now, because we're old fellas. Mm, yeah. But back in the day, when you used to go down the front in the moss pit, did mm. you worry about your shirt getting a bit... Getting ripped?
3: Yeah.
1: I've, I I don't think I've got it anymore, but I did have until not that long ago. a Pogues one, which I got in about 1990, 1990 probably, uh, which... Um, it's stretched and, and, and really, really, because I've been to lots of Pogues gigs. Oh, OK. It wasn't actually stretched in a gig. Well, you see, it, it was, was stretched of, at a gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah no, no. it got like that at lots of Pogues gigs.
3: <laughs> yeah. so, so Sorry,
2: can I just tell you that? You were wearing a Pogues shirt to a Pogues gig. Isn't
0: that unbelievably mm. uncool? Mm.
1: Well, there's lots of other people at the Pogues gig doing it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I think that's another topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but you saw it a lot in mosh pits back in the day, and, and mm. still now. That, you know, yeah. People get completely carried away with it and then yeah. get those shirts completely ripped off. On yes. But he he's
1: also talking about specifically getting a burn hole in it, it which is, suggests um, it's pre smoking ban. Yes, of yes. Course so yeah. these days you wouldn't that wouldn't happen, would it? No, no, you'd get, you'd you get you get smoke smoking, would smoking in your face. So. You know they'll be puffing those funny
2: yeah. things. Funny fags. No, no. Those robot no, Because they can burn. <laughs> What's call them things? <laughs> Vapes, They're vaping. Yeah, they're vaping, yeah, aren't they? Vaping. Yeah. But
0: I noticed that I never wear band shirts for gigs. Do you not? Very, very, I've rarely. I've not noticed that actually. Very rarely. No. I, I, I've noticed. I tend to wear eccentric shirts. <laughs> I don't even remember the Chuck Profit gig yeah. where I actually went in the day to obviously a, a discount show, store uh, and bought what can only be described as like a a, a Mexican uh, uh, what do they call those those warriors in Mexico. But well, it's all Aztecs. A war, an Aztec warrior penguin shirt. And it it's was a bold look, isn't it? Aztec warrior
1: penguin. <laughs> yeah, well, penguin's right. the brand, to be fair. Oh, oh right, okay, right, okay, right. But yeah. to be fair, yeah. I'd like to see that shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and you don't get like, a lot of penguins in Mexico. N- n- yeah. a, bit a bit too
0: warm, warm for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really dramatic. But what I have noticed recently, you know, people post Facebook pictures oh, right. from like way back in the day, mm. and you, you, you can't believe it's you, because uh. you thought you were like something else. I've noticed that everyone's walking around in black leather jackets mm. and band shirts, and mm. usually the stranglers and things like that. Mm. And I'm wearing Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and dyed slightly long blonde hair. Nice. Yeah. What on earth was, was a, I it was, it was a look. It was a look. It yeah. was a bad look.
1: Back in about 1994, I was in Tower Records in uh, Piccadilly Circus, and I picked up... This was in the days when I used to have time to just go f- all the way from the A to the Z. Looking through the whole lot, you need to make to, time to do that. Looking to see what, what was there, uh, and uh, it's big shop Tower Records as well. Um, anyway, I picked up this uh, CD here called "No More Mr. Nice Girl" by Maggie Estep, and uh, it looks like a kind of um, you know female singer songwriter stuff. It was the early nineties, so when I picked it up, I was thinking it's you know Liz Fair, Heaven Over, Amy Mann kind of thing. But uh, upon turning over. You find out that the song, there's songs on there called "P Lady" and "Sex Goddess of the Western Hemisphere." P Lady spelled P-W-E. Lady, so, yeah. P Lady, no, uh, fuck me, oh, and Ingeborg, <laughs> yeah. Mistress of you the were Dark, and that kind of thing. I, and the song's called "I'm Not a Normal Girl," mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously, that's I, what I
0: call feminism.
1: Obviously, <laughs> I bought it,
0: yes.
1: uh, and I thought that's that's not exactly. You know, Lisa Stansfield or whoever else was popular at the time. I took it home. It wasn't what I expected because it certainly wasn't singer-songwriter. And much of it, and certainly the tracks I liked the most, were spoken word. Kind of performance poetry with a lot of, um, you know, riot girl-type attitude. Lots of uh, fronting up to sexism on uh, Hey Baby and, uh, you know, stamping out gender stereotypes on songs like Bad Day at the beauty salon. But also, uh, is bloody clever and bloody funny. And I quite often put various tracks from this album onto mixtapes back, back in those days. And usually, whichever track I, I included would not go unremarked upon from uh, the mixtapes uh, recipient. I'd actually completely forgotten about this album and completely forgotten about Maggie Estep until a few weeks ago, uh, when the track we were about to play came up on my iTunes shuffle mode And just as it did 20 years ago, it it really stood out as something quite exceptional. Of course, I then went on the internet to find out what Maggie Estet was doing now. And I read that, unfortunately, she died from a heart attack in 2014. Uh, But this album, I mean, she's also uh, wrote seven books, uh, which you can get on Amazon. Uh, She's best known as a novelist, apparently. Uh, and this album is £one52 p on Amazon Marketplace, and I highly recommend it. I had a look yesterday; that's exactly how much mm-hmm. it's costing. Uh, so go out, go and check her out. There's also a video on on the internet of her singing uh, the Lou Reed song "Vicious" with a video directed by Steve Buscemi, and a cameo appearance by Lou Reed himself at the end, in which he is hitting someone with a flower, just <laughs> like in the lyric <laughs> of the song. But here from the album, "No More Mr Nice Girl." Let's hear Maggie telling us all about the stupid jerk she's obsessed with.
7: The stupid jerk I'm obsessed with stands so close to me. I can feel his breath on my neck and smell the way he would smell if we slept together because he is... The stupid jerk I'm obsessed with. And that is his primary function in life. To be a stupid jerk I can obsess over. And to talk to that Dingy Vim one, as if he really wanted to hear about her. Manicures and pedicures and new age ritualistic enema cures. And truth be known, he probably does want to hear about it because he is the stupid jerk I'm obsessed with. And he's obsessed with doing anything my fire. He makes a point of standing, looking over my shoulder when I'm talking to the guy who adores me and would bark like a dog and wave to strangers if I asked him to bark like a dog and wave to strangers. But I can't ask him to bark like a dog or impersonate any kind of animal at all because I'm too busy looking at the way the stupid jerk I'm obsessed with has pants on that perfectly define his well-shaped ass to the point where I'm thoroughly frantic. I'm just going to go home and stick my head in the oven, overdose on nutmeg and aspirin, sit in the bathtub reading the Executioner's Song and being completely confounded by the fact that I can see the stupid jerk I'm obsessed with, face defining itself in the peeling plaster of the wall, grinning and winking. start to yell, get the hell out of there. You're just a figment of my imagination. Just get a life and get out of my plaster and pass me the next painful situation, please. But he just keeps on grinning and winking. He's a stupid jerk I'm obsessed with and he's mine in my plaster. And frankly, I'm...
2: heard there the song Das Zeichen der Spinne," Good pronunciation. Which is, of course, well I think it means the mark of the spider, but it it may well mean something else. Um, And it's taken from the solo album from Ben Reed called Station Masters, uh, which was a a surprise package delivered to uh, Kicker Towers from the Garden Nord. Uh, label, home of Rotifer and Paper, Paper Nut Cambridge and yeah, yeah. Picture Box, all, the, all of whom we've played and on. And a home of a lot of people,
0: because that's a train stop in the Paris uh, underground, isn't it? Yes, it that's is. true. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I don't I don't think necessarily the the record label isn't and the station by. are necessarily the same thing. Although it is called Station R- Masters, isn't it? There inspired. is that link yeah. there, yes. Yeah, I yeah. can see what you're doing there. And yeah. you're, t- you're taking me off track, aren't you? Um, and, uh, anyway, I had no idea. I'd never heard of Ben Reed, and I apologise for that fact. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. So I put the record on, and it was, happened to be... I was on leave from work, mm. and uh, it was a sunny Thursday morning. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as I was listening to this record, Mrs Owells was making jam. Right. So it was, it was a very homely. Roma.
1: How very corbyn <laughs> It was very, very homely. <laughs>
2: uh, and, uh, and she could hear the, the record playing, and, and her comment was... Um, that sounds rather too upbeat and jolly for you why are you listening to it so I, I had to explain <laughs> yeah. I had to explain that I was broadening my musical horizons and listening to an album that' uh, well Ben Ben Reed as you may know is, uh, is generally an instrumentalist in fact that song we've just heard is not instrumental but the whole album isn't uh, it's his third album I think and this is this is one that's got more shorter songs on it than, than the others and um, there's kind of a, a a jazzy feel to the whole thing which is not necessarily uh, my cup of thrills but mm. uh I, I gave it enough listens and I, and it started. To, i i heard bits of latter day xtc in it actually uh, mm. and these vocals at times sound a bit like colin Moulding. uh very matching mole uh, soft machine that sort of thing mm. uh, from time to time so um, the people on the mentioned here on the on the uh a this face piece of paper thing. that's come
1: with it, uh, <laughs> kind of of that orchestral Nature. 60s ilk, like Fifth Dimension and the Left Bank. Yes. Yeah.
0: That well, is this a piece of paper that's come with it? Is this like a press a release. release? Oh, press yeah. release. Yeah. No. And, and so signed I, press release. Yeah. It is a signed press
2: release, yes. This is very good. Um, so I, I gave it a good listen, and I thought, because you, you guys haven't really had a chance to hear it, so I right, thought yeah. I'd, I'd tell you about it so you can have a you know. You can good, really appreciate it. Yes, right. So it starts off with a. with um. The title track, which is actually a very soft machine, I think, probably a bit proggy for, for some of you. Yeah, Certainly, yeah. right. in, in that it's proggy at all. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's a, sort of a synth-led free jazz piece. You know, a challenging opening, I would say, <laughs> uh, but interesting. And then the the, the, ne- the next song is uh, one that has female vocals on it. And I'm not sure, the two female vocal singers mentioned on the press release, there's Georgia, Georgia Roger and Laura Groves, and I, and I think it's probably the latter, but I, I don't know. And it's, you know, it's, a, it's a very pleasant sort of song that you might, might hear in a coffee show, but it certainly fitted jam-making. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next song was, was quite interesting, because it's, it's a poem, Manuel De Feta's poem, uh, and this was much more XTC, sort of the pastoral side of XTC. It's a poem
0: with some music.
2: Yes, it puts mm-hmm. a acoustic guitar-led version of this poem mm-hmm. uh, in English, and with sort of summary vocal harmonies. I, I mm-hmm. think you'd really like this rebel. Um, but then the the, f- the first one that really I particularly like was the next one, which is self-possessed, which is definitely Georgia Roger on vocals here, and and that's got very one of those scrapey percussion things going on in the background, which
3: I Aguirre like. eh? uh, Sergio Sergio no.
2: Uh, 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 space guero I don't know is that what it's you called you mean the Squirty no, Fish oh, thing yeah, yeah Fish yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a guero yeah it's good I really it's like cool. that and there's a nice little guitar riff on that again it's an acoustic number
1: you can't go wrong. any song which has got one of them on mm. is
3: gonna it's got to be, be good isn't it it's yeah. got to be good yeah. and, it's, and it's very groovy very yeah.
2: groovy man uh, and then uh, there's only the song which is the next song is that had me thinking of, of label mates Paper Nut Cambridge their, their sort of 60s vibe mm. Um, sort of different, especially in terms of the, the phrasing of the vocals. And they go into sort of a higher-pitched thing here, sort of a higher reg- register, I think is the term, isn't yes, it? Yes, indeed, yeah. Uh, which I desc- I've described here as a neat psych-pop strangeness. Mm. Yeah, And then then we have the song we've just heard, which is uh, Das Psychen-Diespenner, which is actually my favourite song on it. It's, it's, a, it's a weird little um, instrumental, which I think, if, if there is such a thing as a prog-jazz twilight zone, Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. let's say that there is. Yeah. I think that's the soundtrack to
3: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, side two. We're on to side two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, a song called "My Gold Is in the Sun," which is sort of a, had a similar feel to the song "Drifting," but was a bit quicker. And uh, I've written here that I imagine the band are wearing jumpers knotted over their shoulders. Sort of. Oh, s- hook at one hundred. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. That sort of thing, and whistling. It's got whistling on it, or the or. Uh, well, yeah. I think it has got whistling. Yeah. Yeah. At least he, we can just
0: describe the... <coughs> Roger Whittaker. Roger <laughs> and Whittaker and haircut 100. Yeah. Together.
2: Perhaps Roger Whittaker having a haircut. Yeah. Over and over, and over again. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then the, there's another female-led track, which is the next one, which would be mine, which has some nice tinkly percussion on top of it, what I've described as a driving rhythm. A driving rhythm. Yeah,
8: mm-hmm. a driving mm-hmm.
2: rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the song after that is another one I really like, which is called, "All." I think it's All gone, All Gones, All Gones. I think it's going to be All, all, Gones, all, like all, all Gones. Gones, not All, Gones. <laughs> yeah. oh, all Gones. All Gones. All Gones. All Gones. They've all gone. All right. They're all gone. All right. It's another all instrumental right. array. that's why we don't know what the word means. Um, that means they're all gone. <laughs> Everybody
3: else has left. <laughs> <laughs> the singers have all gone. It's instrumental. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're all gone. Uh,
2: so I think it's just Ben Ben Reid on his own here, playing, playing all the instruments.
1: He plays. Can I just list here? Yes. He plays bass guitar, drums, electric and acoustic guitar, mm. uh, an RMI or Rm1 electro electro piano, mm. percussion, mandolin, cello, reed organ, and vocals. So I mean, he's got. The keyboards, well, the drums, the bass guitars, and the guitars. Yeah. There. so we could quite easily do the whole thing. I don't think stuff. it is that because
2: you, I, I think, I think there's, there's what might be a flugelhorn. Now, well, a
1: flugelhorn is mentioned. Matt Weeks. Yeah. Matt Weeks. He, he chips. He, see all the other guys who, uh, guys and girls who are on it. Apart from the two ladies doing the vocals who you've already mentioned, we've got Matt Weeks who plays uh, trumpet, flugelhorn, and valve trombone. Mm. Ross Stanley on Wurlitzer electric piano and mm. organ, and Catherine Shrubsall on saxophones and bass clarinet.
2: Right, well, I, I, and I don't know, because I'm, I'm a bit ignorant like that, I don't know whether it is a flugelhorn or if it's something woodwindy, but it, it's good. Does it it's, sound like a horn? Possibly. A bit of flute. Yeah. a bit of flug but there's, yeah. there's, It's yeah. Um but again, it, but again, it reminded me of a, an XTC song, but I couldn't tell you which one. And But there's a sort of a, a dirty dumb rhythm in it, a dirty dumb rhythm, which. You mean like a dirty I'm sorry to get
1: too. Dirty This Yeah, is that what Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too technical
2: but it's a dirty dumb rhythm Dirty dumb tools, dirty dumb, yeah. Which had me thinking of Zappa's Hot Rats opener Peaches and Regalia. Yeah, which is a great song. I really like that, and I, so and I really like this one as the All is very good. And actually, the song after that is also excellent, uh, which is called Maniac Man, which is again got sort of more Colin molding like vocals to it, um, and it's probably yeah I think it would be fair to say my my favourite non instrumental track on the album. Um, and there's a there's a very funny, strange, scratchy coda to it, which is which is great. Um, then we go into a song called Women Overboard which has a, a Robert Wyatt feel I think. Uh, again, maybe because of the uh, the higher register vocals. Uh, and then it, uh, we have Dragging the Lake which is really good. It has that sort of Canterbury uh, sound. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, Caravan. And, I can imagine what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah all, all those sort of bands which is Especially yeah. in the extended instrumental sections here. And actually, I thought this this one would on fit a, on a spy film soundtrack. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh. yeah. yeah. i the lake. Have you noticed, yes. by the way, the that they're uh, watching
2: The Detectives?
0: Yes, yeah. indeed. Have you noticed, by the way, that they're all guns, so mm. they've all gone, mm. so he's turned into a manic man mm. and dragged the woman overboard. Well, he's, he's thrown the woman overboard mm. into the lake, one would imagine, and he's dragged in the lake. Are you yeah. seeing a pattern in you know? here? I'm very much seeing a pattern. Yes. It's a concept album, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the final song, 20th tier. Uh, it's another sort of fairly smooth jazz track, which uh, uh, I'm sure is very good. But it's not, not really my thing, but but there are certainly moments in this album which I thought were great, and it's definitely worth looking. Uh, to be honest, it's probably mostly too nice for my listening tastes, uh, but it definitely bears multiple listens. Um, and the instrumental pieces, in particular, I really liked. I think I think with your you two with your fondness for latter day Elvis Costello. <coughs> uh, yeah, that's yep. what I was thinking. I yeah. think there may be something here that you you'll enjoy. So I would I'm say I'm
1: partial to uh, as we've talked about before with stuff like Melee Jones. I am partial to you know a bit of trumpets and flugelhorns horns mm. and bass clarinet, bass clarinet in particular. Right. I'm a sucker for a bass clarinet. <laughs> right. yeah. Well,
2: I would say go go and listen to uh, Ben Reed and uh, and he's got two earlier albums which are all instrumental. So if you like that side of him, like I do. That's, uh, that's worth exploring. So thanks very much to and all for sending us the record. And, uh, yeah, that's it, really.
0: Tra. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> if you come from near or far, driving a motor car, if you're struggling, a shooting star, welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Welcome to Rebel Ricketts World of Scar. Well, the world of Scar has been in mourning uh for, I mean, it, I mean, a month or so? Yeah. We've, we've only just been able to talk about it now. We've only just <clears throat> overcome the emotional despair wow. uh, that we felt here in the world of Scar. Yeah. Because, of course, Prince Buster, yeah. the architect of modern Scar, is, is no more, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he passed away about, oh, about a month ago, I'd say. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: And uh, I, I guess you and me and most of us in this country particularly ah. became aware of Scar through the two-tone... Uh, revival, of uh, which wasn't a revival to us, it was the first time we ever heard yes. that sort of stuff, uh, of Madness, The Selector and the specials, yeah. and what was really strange to me was this music that seemed to come out of nowhere, uh, and frankly all the best songs Well it the came year. out of Coventry didn't it, so it's it pretty much out of nowhere Well Madness didn't come out of Coventry, ah. but to be fair that was a hot, hotbed, a bass uh, and it's amazing how many, how many songs are Prince Buster songs, and yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea Frankly, until very, very recently, did a bit of research, did you? (laughs) Yeah, did a bit of research, yeah. Uh, But you know, and it's all the best ones, isn't it? Uh, One step beyond. Mm. Yeah, that's that's your Prince Buster. Uh, Obviously, uh, Madness, which we'll we'll hear here in a moment. Enjoy yourself, Prince Buster, Al Capone, Mm. Prince Buster, gangsters, gangsters, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And well, Rough Rider, Wine and Grind, I just can't stop it. Frankly. Uh, I've not really heard those. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't stop it, you will, because the beat did that. It did indeed. Uh, and hard man dead mm. Yeah. So, so all those were all inspired by Prince Buster. So he really was the inspiration behind what has become a full world of ska.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And another
0: thing, well, if uh, the background of Prince Buster, interesting character. Uh, do we know where the where the uh, name Buster came from? Did he keep breaking things? <laughs> Uh, he might have done, but that wasn't where it came from. His middle name was Bustamante. Yes, his name's Cecil Bustamente Campbell. Named name. of... after
1: the right-wing trade union leader who became Jamaica's first prime minister. Fair play. Did he yep.
2: equally have lots of uh, ceramic heads around wherever he
0: was? No. I, I don't know. But why yeah. do you think he would? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe that was actually the inspiration, yeah. 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 But you know... Um, uh, the the lyric uh, on Orange Street Madness yeah which comes from Prince Buster because he was born on Orange Street in mm. Kingston in Jamaica yeah uh, in nineteen thirty eight um, yeah and um, he and, and also he went to the Orange Street School a, studying as a young boy <laughs> yes. uh, it's yeah. a very full full picture you're painting here well did you know that uh, after his his, 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 his uh, life of Scar rock steady and all that stuff. Uh, in, the, in the 1960s, he met Muhammad Ali oh. and converted to the Nation of Islam. Did he? Okay. And right. uh, moved to America and got involved in that. And then when he was completely out of fashion with music, uh, he went to Miami and uh, joined a jukebox company.
3: Oh.
0: And sold jukeboxes. That's cool, isn't it? It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> then, well, also, as well, did you know that when he was tempted back into the Scar Limelights, by a lot of the revival that was taken out in this country, he, he, his backing band was the scarter yeah. who you might remember, because we played the artists on yeah. this very yeah. podcast. Done, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was very fitting, I think, that Madness, when it came out, it was their first single, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, I didn't know that this was about Prince Buster, but the clue's really in the title. It really yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Madness with The Prince.
9: Buster, he, he sold, sold the heat, heat.
0: With, with a
9: rock, rock steady beat heat.
4: Aberty, but not in Orange Street
5: A ghost dance is preparing You got to help us with your feet If you're not in the mood to dance Step back, grab yourself a seat This may not be uptown Jamaica But we promise you a treat I'd pass me over with your bonus dance Shuffle me up my feet Even if I kept on running I'd never get to Orange Street So i say there's nothing left to say the man is dead at feet So I'll leave it up to you out there To get him back on his feet A bus would bow me over with your bogus dance, Shuffle me off my feet Even if I kept on running I'd never get too hurry.
1: just heard the prince by madness followed by madness by the prince prince buster r.i.p did you see what we did there yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and of course madness got their name from because they 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 wanted us did you know they wanted a seven word so a word with seven letters in it to signify that there were seven of them and uh, they that was one of the songs that they covered in the early days uh, so they, yeah. they, that's what, how, they, how they got their name yeah. uh, and uh, I think it's time for the return of is rolling Bob? it's
4: rolling to
1: hazily recalled
4: festival Anecdote.
2: It's
0: been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. We've one of these fair, for a while. Be,
2: it seems it's a while when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I assumed
0: there was no more to have.
1: I've seen... I've, I'd like to tell you about... I've seen Prince Buster a couple of times. Oh, wow. A couple of times live. I went to the festival, uh, Madstock, in Finsbury Park. The first time they got back together, uh, which I think was 1992. It was a beautiful, hot, sunny day. Uh, I went on a Sunday, which meant that Morrissey didn't play. Because on the Saturday... He got into a little bit of trouble with some, you know, bit of the old fascism. Did he, get uh, off? he got bottled <laughs> uh, union jack waiting, yeah, union it. union jacks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was all a bit unnecessary. Uh, and I remember I went to, I remember I went to Camden Market in the morning, uh, and some people there were telling me, "Oh, Morrissey's not going to play because he got oh, gonna, don't be stupid." Of course, Morrissey's going to play. But anyway, Morrissey didn't play. But there was flowered up, who were fantastic. Uh, did they uh, wear
2: plastic flower things? One of them, did.
1: Daffodils. One of them did. Barry Mooncup. Barry very uh, He he wore a uh, he he wore a plastic well a sort of a styrofoam it? large flower yes, around his head. That's
0: what I remember. Uh, I, just, people are I so saw, I saw, eccentric.
1: <laughs> I saw flowered up right at the very start of their career and right at the very end of their of their career. Well, that that first leg of their career, and they were awesome both times. Because Morrissey didn't play, um, I've got a feeling there was someone else on. That I might have forgotten. Uh, it is a hazily recalled memory. <laughs> um, because Morrissey didn't play, Ian Dury played at twice as long oh, which was fantastic wow. uh, and then madness and then I remember at the very end um, when they kind of went off for the first encore do, um, do you know by the way that this is the gig that famously caused, caused an earthquake it's quite well known this this fact no no whoever the people are in the UK who measure the Richter scale mm. and think there's it's earthquakes so there's so many it's basically the largest skinhead moon Stomp in the world <laughs> um you know, there's eighty thousand people in Finsbury Park all doing the skinhead moon at the same time. Uh. And there was people in, you know, Leicestershire or somewhere <laughs> who, who, who who said who who measure these things and said, "Blimey, there's an earthquake in North London. <laughs> that's that's a true fact. Go wow. Google it if you don't believe <laughs> it. That's eighty thousand people, Finsbury
0: Park in nineteen ninety 1990 whatever. 1992,
1: yeah. it might not have well, been it might not have been But with the, 80, well, 000, the big,
0: but. big screens and stuff.
1: Because uh, you wouldn't I, I, that, th- I, I tell you what I don't remember I, I do remember a massive M above the stage there was a very very large capital Magnus uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah I remember that I, I don't remember if there was live screens at all yeah. um, it is I can say it's a hazily recalled memory uh, I do remember that I didn't live in North London and I wasn't particularly familiar with the Finsbury Park area of London so when they went off did the first set, and then he went back on for the encores. I started making my way out to the back of the park. I knew there was going to be course, but I thought I'll go and watch them from a bit further back. And from there, they bought on Mr. Prince Buster himself, and they mm. did Madness. Uh, they did, they did another one. I'm not I sure they done all the, all the hits. Well, they, 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 they didn't. They, I know they didn't do one step beyond because I remember that they started with that. Mm. Um, uh, unless they did it again, and I can't remember. It is a hazily recalled memory. Yeah. <laughs> And so even he was more, very small then, very small. He was, he was, he, well, he was a long way away. Mm. But they, I knew it was him because they said...
2: Yeah, it might know, not
1: have been It's him. Prince Buster. It might not have been him. No. It might not have been him. Mm. The other time... <laughs> very <silly>
3: cynical <clock, laughs> about
1: About eight or nine years later, I went to see actual Prince Buster yeah. headlining at the Forum in Kentish Town. Uh, and um, I went with my good friend uh, and friend of the podcast, the Lancashire Toriador. And um, at the time, uh, there was... Uh, I, I can really remember very, very, in very great detail. One of the support bands who were called King Prawn, who were kind of like a ska metal band, who have a very, very scary looking uh, guy with a massive beard. Can someone on, say, on that's, bass that's, guitar? That's
0: King Prawn. King. I think you might have to look that up. King Prawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Check them out. They're still going. Actually, they're still going. They're playing in Manchester. I think they just played in Manchester last month. Oh, really? um, and uh, they, they are fantastic. Um, and they were playing. And Mark Lamar, you know, of oh, yeah. Shooting Stars fame. 50's throwback. 50's throwback, Mike <laughs> Maya, yeah. He was DJing. And uh, Mark, he's got some good yeah. records. Yeah, he he was he was fantastic. And the selector played. And I have to say that me and the Lancashire Toreador, whilst we're not, strictly speaking, Rastafarians, we were <laughs> that particular evening, we were adhering quite rigorously to one particular tenant <laughs> of the Rastafarian code. Was it the big hat? The big hat. enough <laughs> big hat, no. You didn't <laughs> put your know. there all the way through. Uh, and um with the end result, I I remember very little, <laughs> <laughs> if anything, of uh, absolutely nothing, to be honest, of Prince Buster's set. So I've I emailed the Lancashire Tory doctor to ask him what he remembered, and he's actually pointed out to me. He says we've actually we actually saw him twice, <laughs> <laughs> once at the forum and once at another place in Camden, possibly the Electric Ballroom. Uh, anyway, he's he's um, he's summarised our evening. He says the Prince held the room in the palm of his hand. He shouted, "I am the voice of the people." A lot because that was the name of his sound system, mm. and the standout songs were too hot. At Orange Street, R.I.P. The Prince. Hey, ben, you're just so
2: this uh, this podcast's instrumental choice is mine, and uh, i brought to you to the pod uh, modern day media mm-hmm. in the form of. Cassettes. Everybody's Ooh. favorite cassette medium, culture. the cassette. Yes. Now this is a cassette. There you go. Thank you. On the uh, post pop label, mm-hmm. and uh, we've played quite a few things from there. I also tend to go. It's a go-to label for a lot of my um, monthly uh, or now quarterly mix stuff. Oh, right. F- fantastic. And they've they've had uh, a series of compilations that they put together uh, called Adventures in Home Taping. Uh, and rather cleverly, they've they've had Adventures in Home Taping was the first one, yeah. And then they had Adventures in Home Taping Two. Uh huh. Um, I've got this tape in my hand here.
0: Yeah.
1: It says Adventures in Home Taping.
2: Yeah. Four. Yes. So is that the fourth one? That's that's yeah. the one after the one after the number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the other one was? It was Adventures in Home Taping. Oh. Suspense Three. <laughs> oh, seven three. Three. Yeah. and and uh, I labour the point <laughs> because actually they're all they're all brilliant all worth having there, there's some fantastic acts on there none of whom I'd heard before getting the tape yeah um and uh, so anyway this this is the latest one in fact there've been two out this year and you can get it all from the uh, post slash pop band camp page um, and this is I've chosen the, an instrumental in it called Mug. Uh, by uh, somebody called Brandon Spaulding which is a very rock and roll name I think you'd have to agree yeah. um, and uh, Brandon's actually got his own um, album out which is, it features this song too and you will not be surprised to learn that the name of that is Tape One oh. now I'm thinking that might be his first album but who knows, <laughs> who knows? anyway is it tape only release? Uh, they are only tape only releases you can get them on downloads um, so you get a download
0: it, it is fascinating how that's becoming popular. Oh, it's the it's the it's the thinking man's vinyl. Are you now going to argue that it sounds better on tape? No, it sound it doesn't sound better on tape <laughs> because
2: it doesn't. And it <laughs> doesn't. Sound better. No, and uh, and it does easily easily snap, doesn't it? Do you remember all, all those yeah. fiddly things? That, yeah. it's, oh. it's, it's a terrible medium, but it's it's actually a, what it's great for me because basically it's these It's allegedly bands
1: who, cheap to produce. That's why I sort of, I can't believe it's right. cheaper to produce than a CD.
2: Well, I guess it must it, be that than that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess it I, that that worked very well on the on the podcast. You know, that, yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean, I think I I like it because I that was like, a CD. I, was talking <laughs> that, by the way. I wouldn't. I, I don't like just buying the download. It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't no, feel no. like I, I have possession of it. Yeah. So I, I like a little something, um, yes. and and this is a little something. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is a track called "Mug" by Brandon Spaulding, which you can get on Tape One or Adventures of Home Taping for uh, all the way from Indianapolis, Indiana. Go for it, brand.
1: should from their new album Oracle War that's the title track called Oracle War track one it came out last week it's described on their band camp page as necro psych whatever that is uh, it's definitely psych it's definitely weird it's definitely pretty impenetrable and it's definitely mind-melting Trashmouth mouth records home of uh, the fat white family big favourites of mine, pit ponies uh, on November the 5th if you're in the Liverpool area there are four bands from that label playing at uh, The Shipping Forecast get along to that there's bands there'll be, be fireworks there'll be fireworks <laughs> remember remember yeah yeah before that Brandon Spaulding yes do you know what I liked about that all of it
2: no it's, no. it's a it no. little, little bit it's a
1: like, bit yeah, sweet a, it's, it's a, a sweet, big sweet fat thing. drawing bass. I, d- I didn't like the first bit I oh, didn't you? I found that a bit boring but when, yeah. when the other bit kicked in and it, what I mean, really so it, crout, it? it went like this: it went E flat, B flat, E flat, oh. like this, and it did that for a long time. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did it. I can tell you, it did it sixty-eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Good reason. Because I counted it. Yeah. There so there you've got there. You've got the the uh, the you know the the tonic. The dominant and the tonic there. Mm. I'll, I'll have a gin with my tonic. Mm. Yeah, mm. he's ordering drinks here. Mm. But then, after sixty-eight times of that, and I think, well, this is great. It's going to get locked in the groove. But then it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he throws in a D flat. Excellent. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah.
0: Just the one.
1: No, there was a few. <laughs> no, there was a few. There was a few D flats. Um, Can I just uh, say a put seventh. a number on
0: it? Put a number on
1: it. <laughs> a, flat, a flat and seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus very, seventh, if you if you, if you if you prefer. It's definitely yeah. a
2: different feel that part of
1: the
0: song. Yeah, I love that bit. The, the, big, the beginning bit was boring,
2: but yeah. I like that bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I agree that it was boring, but when he did that massive yeah. bass, <laughs> boom, for ages, and it just sort of, it completely stopped and it was silent.
1: Again, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, it, it was interesting. If if. Uh, if those are indeed things that have been made by one guy in his bedroom mm. at home, which I think it is which is, you know, hence yeah. the Adventures in Home taping, yeah. there's some pretty amazing effects on yeah, yeah, them yeah. For, for one person in their bedroom. And is that. Is that Contemporary is that now? Yes. I'm or is now that, a, yeah. yeah? it's a new song. Yeah. Because I know there's another label. Maybe it's that one or that that releases stuff that people made in their bedrooms in you know in the eighties and I think you played stuff so. from that before. Oh, that, I I that's an American one, but there's a Brit, yeah. there's a British one. As no, well, these yeah. are these are all yeah.
0: contemporary. These, these are all 2016 releases. But do Think they talks year. about cassette culture because it says it on there. Cassette oh. culture yeah. and uh so what is that? Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I guess we were all involved in that. Certainly, so yes. the, the bands I were in. That's what we did. We made a cassette. That's true, yeah. And then yeah. we had the, yeah. a tape to tape, and yeah. someone would sit there yeah. pressing tape and record at the same time. Yeah. That's another one made. Yeah. They made yeah. their own little covers and everything. That's but fine, but
1: yeah. that's not what bands are doing these days. They're, they're printing up their own things. The equivalent of that now would be to burn a CD.
0: Yeah, probably would be,
1: yeah. And that's why I'm saying that the CDs are cheaper, so I don't understand why tapes are coming back in.
0: It's some inverted it snobbery, there, isn't it? It's the boutique niche. I, I I'm guessing. And it's, people do This is fine,
1: but it's just kind of. It would be cheaper to. It, oh yeah, surely it would but be. Cheaper the, what the they're doing actually, the, the everyone has a has the, a device a, on which they can burn a CD. As as we're as as discussing, <laughs> discussing, you've got a cassette.
3: You've got a cassette.
0: Yeah, on a, on another pod, podcast, uh, I I went and bought um, a number limited CD because I wanted to get on the act to you guys, yeah. and they sent me a tape uh, and said sold out. Thank you. FBI, you know. but I've never played it, and I've not got a download code, so the only way I'm going to hear it is to play the tape. Would you like me to How? play it for you? Uh, well, I've I have, I've got a tape. Have oh, you got a tape? it? Oh, yeah. yeah, but it's not in the room that I use. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the other wing, um, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the one floor where floor you thing. keep the bodies.
2: <laughs> yes, but what right. I was going to say was actually what's interesting to me is that the the cost to the consumer uh, is the same. So so you choose whether you want the music without. Physicality or mm. with physicality, and the, the price is the but same. It isn't the mm. point
0: that you, whichever way you get it, generally speaking, you would get it as a download anyway and play it through with your phone or whatever. But then, it, you, how you choose to receive your physicality and how you choose to style your collection of music that's what they're selling these days because mm. that's not the music you're going to listen to. You're going to listen to the download code, that's just how it's going to look. No, I listen to how the so, tape. Th- do you? Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: So, well, you, I'm, so you, I'm if you have a tape it, and a download code. You will use your little Walkman with USB converter... No, convert I've got, that a, I've into,
2: got, a, I've got a, a tape player.
1: And you use that and you convert that rather than using the download code that you've also... The download no, no, no,
2: no, no. That. I'll play the tape rather than, yeah. than listen to the download. Why? Why would But you what you if it? you're out and
1: about and you want to listen to it?
2: Well, I've got the download to go onto the iPod library.
1: Right, but if you're at home and you happen to be in front of the tape recorder... I'll play, you can play the tape. tape. Bearing
0: in mind that you've already said the tape doesn't sound better than the download... And the download, if you were in, uh, next to your
2: tape, it sounds worse. I don't think it sounds worse. It's just when, more likely like like to break. <laughs>
0: when
1: tapes came in, in this in the seventies, I think that was yeah. when, when tapes came in. And when I was buying stuff, when I was a teenager, I bought mostly tapes. And the point of tapes, the the advantage of tapes was, the was they were small and they were portable.
2: Yeah.
1: Now they don't have that advantage because no digital downloads are smaller and more portable.
2: It's true. It's true. Yeah. But I, what I'm finding is that all the the more in interesting esoteric bands, mm. they're on tape. That's what. That's if you want to get the physicality, it's on tape. But
1: well, not and should. They're interesting. <laughs> they're esoteric. They're scary though. They are scary.
0: So last month, last month it would be now. Uh, Morrissey came to this country to play his only gig, uh, return home to Manchester, mm. Mm. Uh, and and I was there. As I, I, mean, oh. I, I as I apologise to both of you. It was a late thing, I didn't get a chance to ask you. Mm. I apologise again. Okay. Um, and uh, the reason I went was because my daughter uh, candidly, sadly looked to me uh, uh, not too long ago and said, Dad, can you play some Smiths? Because mm. their mm. kids, the kids are eating up the Smiths. Are they, yeah? They are indeed. And uh, not only that, but she's also eaten up Morrissey as well. Mm. Uh, Alma Matters. Mm. Oh, loves that song. Yeah. So she loves, law. Love, I mean, and really properly loves it. You know, she knows she knows the lyrics. Mm. Mm. And my son also, he's a big Morrissey fan and Smiths fan. He famously texted me from JFK Airport, said, Dad, I've just arrived in, in, in America, which I didn't know. Mm. <laughs> and said, they're playing Morrissey at the airport. Thought, wow, fantastic. So, you know... I
1: could just tell Mr. Fingers, who was guested on our podcast before, his teenage daughter, when oh, I saw her a few weeks ago, she was telling me how she went to the local charity shop, came back with um, a couple of Smith's 12 inches and stuff like that. She's into the vinyl now. And, wow. Uh, and she was very impressed when I told her, I've got that and I've got a few more as well. <laughs> very impressed.
0: It's yeah. bit, we're bonding with the kids. Yeah. In the most unusual way you could possibly uh, like imagine. I've said it
1: before on this podcast, but I was... Um, Fourteen when this when this when Half on Hollow came out and I don't think I've, I consider it a privilege that I was that age when the Smiths happened because there's no
0: better age mm. to be listening to the Smiths than that mm-hmm. well I mean and this is the point when um, you know so I'm saying what, which songs do you like well that's a good one that mother I can feel the soil <laughs> falling over my head oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and she gets it she said well, I'm 16 what do you expect yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so to, to give you a, a, a window on the concert yes. um, so i in, in that weird way, because we know the Manchester News arena, and it can be a f- awful experience. Mm. Uh, and when I, I was, it was late getting the tickets, there was hardly any left. And so I was on the the back row, mm. but I thought if you're on the back row, get on the back row, right at the side, because you actually get a reasonably good view. But it was brilliant, a fantastic view, and a fantastic sound. And so I'm sat there next to my daughter, and we're singing along to lyrics such as "It's my life to wreck." My own way, <laughs> and you know so many other, yeah. um, astoundingly dysfunctional lyrics like yeah. that, which we were just belting it out in tears. It yeah. was fantastic, yeah. and I would I would say I would say see Morrissey three times now, that was the best. Oh really? Yeah. That it was because you were your daughter. That helped, mm-hmm. um, but rather it, than any of us that you didn't invite. Mm, well, I don't want to put you down, <laughs> but you're not a blood relative. That's uh, true. There's a different bond. No, there is a yeah. different bond. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but the th- but the thing was, I never really seen Morrissey as a sort of stadium act,
3: mm. you know.
0: And to be fair, when we seen it, particularly last time we saw him in Liverpool, he was a bit sickly. Yeah. And, um, it it was good show, but it wasn't a really fantastic show. Yeah. But this was tremendous.
3: Mm. You know,
0: I've got to so say it was the best presentation. He had this massive gong at the back of the drums, which you know at a, a judicious point, you know, comes in. The drummer was stand up, bang. <laughs> That's, that's pretty well thought through. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of set did he play? Then? Did he play Smith songs? Of course not. No. He always <laughs> plays
1: four or five, doesn't he? Yeah.
0: He, 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 he used to play this four or five, he played two. Oh. Um, one, I'll come on And mm-hmm. uh, The other one, What She Said, which was a, r- as raucous as I've ever known it. Unbelievably good. Uh, but he had a massive video projection. So imagine Manchester he a arena, big space to fill, and he did pretty well filling the, the, the bottom bit. Um, but um, at the back, the whole wall covered in video projections of, well, I'll come on to of what? Uh, and, you know, the full, the full Monty, dry ice, massive, you know, um, uh, lighting projections, all, all of that completely choreographed. Because, I mean, he's doing a world tour, which he's doing loads of dates. I don't think the set list has changed a great deal. Mm-hmm. So he's able to really work. And I, I didn't really feel he was doing that at the other two concerts. He was much more freeform. Uh, but this was this was choreographed down to the nines. Um, and you know, I, I did all the bit about, you know, going to the front of the stage and it was they were too far away from him really, so there was people sort of lifting each other up, <laughs> just like <laughs> just touched the fingertips and there there's gladiol life flying onto the stage. <laughs> and we could see all the people sort of you know, really like chancing it, jumping over all the bounces into the pit head first. And then sort of trying to get on the stage and he'll just touch them once. And <laughs> and that's enough. <laughs> and of course, there's one guy, I don't know, because you always know, like as you alluded to before, you always think, well, a missile will get thrown and that'll be the last one. Yeah. But on, on this one, one guy did manage to breach security and came on through the back uh, and launched himself at him, round his neck. Uh, and he seems to quite enjoy that. <laughs> there was no worries about that one. Um, I'm saying it was, it was the best set I've seen in some respect, it was all solo stuff uh, and there was perhaps four tracks off the new album. Uh, Kiss Me A Lot, mm. oh, love that one. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, World Peace Is Not Our Business, which, which was pretty good. Mm. All Walk and Chuttle, which I've got to say was a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and one of those, I can't remember. Um, but other than that, he drew in some of the songs that, um, frankly, I've not even heard. Like Ganglord. Mm. I didn't. I wasn't really familiar with the song. There's one or two others which I don't really know but were tremendous. Uh, but then all the biggest hits. His solo career with that, and I'd say the best opening line ever because it was building up, you know, there's 20,000 people there, whatever, Uh, and there's a very big opening, like a massive drum solo at the beginning. All the lights come on, they go into suede head, and you know, it's the only gig you're going to see this year, it's got a big feeling about it. And so, the line, Why do you come here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, and uh, and actually, there's, there's the video of the concert online on YouTube hour and nine minutes of it so more or less all the concert yeah, I, I swear at that point he's got a bit of croak in his voice yeah. it means a lot to him <laughs> yeah. um, I'd say it's the most political I've seen him
3: yeah.
0: I mean he was jibing all the way through about the mayor of Manchester because so he, he announced himself as the mayor of Manchester <laughs> uh, and then he said um, you know are, are, are you aware of the mayor of Manchester and he said they've, they've picked him no one asked me did they ask you yeah. uh, And he, I didn't know it at the time but he was referring to Andy Burnham yeah. And he said, um, you know, he said, I've met him, he's a nice man, he's from Liverpool. <laughs> he said, where's Alf Roberts? <laughs> so he was riffing about that. I mean, he played Meat His Murder. And um, my daughter said, like I said, he's going to play Meet His Murder. She said, well, she said if you're going to play any Smith songs, you wouldn't play that one.
1: He pretty much always plays Meat His Murder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, but what, well, and, you know, she's now a vegetarian, of course. After the gig? No, no, before the gig. Yeah. And he played Meat His Murder... And frankly, I was nearly a vegetarian by the end of that. I mean, you know, and he's, he's, before that he he even, he did a big riff about vegetarianism ending with so fuck the farmers, fuck the farmers. And you think, well, that's pretty out there, isn't it? Uh, The back screen, for me, is Murder, is your longest and most gruesome vivisection video you've ever seen in your life. The stage is going to black and red and black and red. It was, it was dramatic. And particularly if you are a vegetarian, I would think very moving. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not. No, and it moved you anyway. <laughs> Wait, no, it didn't move me anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, riffing about republicanism, which is interesting. You think, you know, all these so-called radical artists. No, republicanism's been kind of lost. It's disappointing you know. that, that he he's, he decided to play Tel Aviv, isn't it? You just Tel Aviv.
2: if he's you know he's he's so politically. Uh, motivated these days you, you may have a point
0: yeah. Um, but yeah so and uh, so you know all the, the full of crashing bores he's got he's got a uh, William and Kate and all that and he's, he's making a very a point of pointing educated educate his criminals within the law <laughs> so that was fantastic and um, lots on Western foreign policy you know, see you in far-off places world peace not a business yeah uh, lots of exploding in Aleppo and what have you yeah. uh, and um, all on police brutality Because Ganglord, obviously, the theme of the song is police brutality. Yeah. Uh, And he had the whole, kind of a Black Lives Matter montage of people getting beat to the crap by the police. I thought, what? I mean, you know, for Morrissey, really, I don't think people's first thought is that, you know, he's he's a big political animal. But but he was that night, Mm. no doubt about it. Uh, And of course, you know, if you indulge me for a second, he goes off. And he comes back on. And I think there's definitely, you know, the EU referendum's been slightly divisive in this country, we'd have to say. Uh, And the people who voted Leave haven't had the best press. Uh, So he came on and said, he goes, Many years ago, I wrote a song where the lyrics said, I've been dreaming of a time when the English are sick to death of Labour and Tory. And he said, "And now they are. (laughs) And yes. And... uh, he said, and whatever happens now, I love you.
3: Oh.
0: And it was fucking moving. <laughs> so I would say it was, it was better than a gig, better than a good gig. It was historic gig. Wow. It was a part of history and I was there. Yes. And this is Ganglord.
4: me to break their laws gang the police are kicking their way into my house and haunting me taunting me wanting me to break their laws and I'm turning to you to save me and I'm turning to you, to save me. Gang the police are grinding me into the ground. The headless pack, our backs, your boy jokes and loaded guns. Gang the police are grinding me into the ground. The headless pack. Our back, small boy jokes and loaded guns, And I'm turning to you to save me And I'm turning to you clock on the wall Making fun of us all Gang Lord, the clock on the wall Makes a joke of us all And I'm turning to you to save me Turning to you.
10: a manhole cover, a look on my face just like a jealous lover. She say it doesn't matter if you put it on a mixtape. women have moved on, that's so 1998. What's the wrench in her work, she was the bully in my brain, she was hiding in the grassy knoll while I rode in my
8: motorcade.
0: men in pickups uh, with the song Morrissey That's so weird, mm. and you know when you really really enjoy something <laughs> and you become if a... only you'd been to a decent gig recently <laughs> <laughs> and you get a really a, quite a lot obsessed by it yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you go on to uh, e-music at this occasion uh, and just type in Morrissey I just want anything mm. about Morrissey mm. uh, and, and that song which I, I really like that yeah, and there's a lot yeah. of a lot of interesting stuff going on about you know watching bands that are all are from the dead. And and yeah, we, we yeah. know a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, um, but there are there are seven other songs just called Morrissey. Oh really? Huh? Yeah, and I'm going to run through them with you no, because yeah. because they are surprising to say yeah. the least. Uh, and in not so the, the, the songs
1: are just called Morrissey, not with Morrissey in the title. No, just called Morrissey. Not Morrissey rides a cock horse. No, that, remember that one? No, don't remember. That revolting one. cocks. Morrissey rides a cock that was, horse. That was a, out when the Smiths were around.
0: That
3: may well Never be worth heard it,
1: looking good. I remember, I remember stocking it when I was in, in the record shop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: Lighten Up Morrissey by The Sparks, isn't there?
2: Yes, yes there, there is, is. Yeah, I remember that. But anyway, there.
0: sorry. These are this songs just Morrissey. Morrissey. It. That's, it's an interesting question. How many artists have songs with the, you know, their name in the title? There's probably a few. But... Well, uh, well, I mean, I think
2: you, you, you probably need to, to refer that to the... and named after the, the artist, because otherwise you could, you could have, you know, band, bands called I don't Steve... Know. <laughs> no, I mean, but things that are that are. Oh, we're from Yeah. yeah. In well, yeah, definitely about
0: because we've, we've got nine already, with Morrissey. we yeah. But anyway, uh, Doc's kids, um, the Morrissey song. Um, they're, uh, they're kind of a comedy act, to be fair. Right? <laughs> uh, and they've got two jokes in this song. The first, were, oh, the, okay. the Morrissey song. Yeah. yeah, it's called Morrissey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it says Morrissey and I have got a lot in common. We both come from towns beginning with M, and uh, Manchester. Marshfield. And that's, you know, that's the tenor of song. That's the band, a it. joke, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. it's a That's about... more of a reference than a joke, to I suppose said. it is. But it's it, Marshfield. It, it, it's in America. Oh. Uh, they, they try and pass it off as a joke. Second one <laughs> is a band called Course Semaine. Uh, I've got no idea it's about it. It's not in English. But it's definitely Bert Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> then Theastro Discipline. That's not in English either. <laughs> but it's definitely Bert Morrison. <laughs> desert books um and he just wants to sing like morrissey and it's a really poor 80s thing uh, but then it does start to get a bit interesting a bit interesting bank on civil, civil disobedience oh, yeah. uh, from that album uh, political prisoners prisoners to the tune of anarchy in the uk i wanna be morrissey yeah. it's really terrible <laughs> but perhaps the most surprising right song just called morrissey yeah. from the band anal cunt Ooh, yes yeah. you're hearing me right yeah. Yeah. anal we've talked about them before on the podcast. we have yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. we've never played any of this on stuff. the sweary yeah. pod yeah, yeah. yeah. well some of that doesn't surprise me <laughs> A song called Morrissey, it lasts 42 seconds. Yeah, yes. uh, it, it, it has got music behind it, but really the, the dominant sound <laughs> is someone growling and screaming yeah. for 42 seconds, which coincidentally, that's I spent 42 pence, so that's one pence per second <laughs> on a song uh, that's called Morrissey, that never mentions his name, references him, but screams all the way through. Yeah, yeah. It might mention his name. It's hard to you tell. You can't tell, yeah. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. If, uh, any other people know of Morrissey
2: songs that can beat those? I think you should do a, a Google search for for Morrissey Anal cunt lyric.
1: And even <laughs> can
6: get back to us.
1: In that song, in the policeman in pickup song, it yeah. says that obviously the line I only w- I only want to make love while listening to Morrissey. Now, I don't what I don't get about that is either way it's unclear. Is he saying that um when he listens to Morrissey, it makes him want to make love? Mm-hmm. Or is he saying that he only can make love when Morrissey is playing in the background? So which comes first? Is it the Morrissey music makes him want to make love? Or is it the making love and he goes, "Oh, I can't, I can't do this, put Morrissey on, put Morrissey I not do it. You've got like, you know, Marvin Gaye. That's not helping <laughs> <that's not laughs> at all.
0: Look, put Morrissey on. Why, the same yeah. tension as you? Because, because, you know, really, if you're making love all the time... Probably not the sort of person who's listened to Morrissey.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe it's some kind of like you know sneering. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Morrissey. I'm oh, here. Yeah. I'm boning all day, all night long, while you're sitting in the corner moaning about you know being in your late night in Magdalen Street. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. We couldn't Ooh. be more different. Ooh. I'd like to ask you boys a question. Yeah. Oh, yes. If you could have uh, a, a Morrissey song, a Morrissey or Smith song that describes. Your sex life, mm. obviously um, not the song "My Love Life," uh, but another I'm one. Sure. Any many Morrissey song titles spring to mind that? Well, describe. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm
0: thinking interlude. Ah, uh, oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I'm thinking you're the one for me, fatty. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be up there. Um, boy racer. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stretch out and wait. Yes. Not suffer, little children. (laughs) And now it's time for the Sexy Morrissey Body Parts Quiz. Does the body rule the wizards or do the wizards rule the body? We don't know. We don't know. We just cannot (laughs) yet tell at this juncture. (laughs) <laughs> we need to do the quiz and find out
2: yes, we do. who's
1: going to be the winner. Can somebody keep score? Yes, so here's yes. how it goes. I'm going to read you a Morrissey <laughs> or Smith's lyric. Oh, yeah. oh, dear. There is a w- missing word, which is the name of a body part. Okay. okay. <laughs> when I say th- wh- where the body part should go, you will hear this noise.
0: Middle
3: bit.
1: <laughs> there, okay. So, I'm going to start you off with an easy one each. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, an easy one for you. Okay. Yeah. Now I know how Joan of Arc felt as the flames rose to a Roman and Nose. a hawk man started to Nose. melt. Nose. Nose, very good Nose one. Point. Okay. Over to you. Go on. Fame, fame, fatal fame. It can play hideous tricks on the brain. Very good. Okay. Over to you. Nothing appears to be between the. Of the lazy sunbathers is very good, hundred mm-hmm. percent so far. So, okay, are you ready? Yeah. This is from the song Royce Keane. Uh, You're up the ladder into each corner in a bucket. We trust you to wreck it. Shall I read it again? Yeah. You're up the ladder into each corner in a bucket. We trust you to wreck it.
0: Oh, hand. Oh,
1: no. No, it's it's it's, it's, steel. it's steel. It's foot. foot I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. Over to you. With the world's fate resting on your, you're gonna need someone on your side.
0: Oh. Can I steal? Can I steal? No, no, no just no, wait a minute. Think, you know it's his game. With yeah. the world's
1: fate resting on that. your.
2: Come on. I can't remember.
1: Shoulder, shoulder. Shoulder. But you don't get a point because oh. we're not having this deal. Okay, so over we're putting here. Put in brackets. But Jesus made me, so Jesus saved me from pity, sympathy, and people discussing me. A frail, of useless. <coughs> what can make good all the bad that's been done?
0: Oh. Frail, of useless. Well, yeah, that's uh, the one. Uh, of useless. Uh, useless. Frail. N- nerves bones
1: limbs. limbs limbs okay over to you for question number 7 forces of containment they shove their fat into mine faces faces very good very good okay uh i was detained i was restrained he broke my he broke my knees and then he really laid into me
0: spleen them. Nice. very good excellent I
1: good knowledge God. It, this is that was a fairly easy one. This one's quite easy as well. Um, why do I smile at people who I'd much rather kick in their eye? Very good, oh, easy. Uh, came home late once. Everyone had gone to bed, but you know, no one stays up for you. I had sixteen stitches all around my
0: head, eyes,
1: <laughs> neck, <laughs>
0: nose, chin
1: None of those. None of those. Okay, it's uh, hand. Uh-oh. Okay. He likes hand, you know. There's a lot hand of hand, yeah, yeah, so yeah. hand in glove, the yeah. hand that rocks the cradle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you give me you know, tips for the next question. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> uh, handsome devil. No, that's that's true. true. Yeah, the devil will make work for idle hands to do. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Early Smiths is there's a lot of hand yeah. stuff going on there. Um, who am I on now? Me. Who's go is it? Me. I'd hate to be like certain people I know. They break their <coughs> and can't afford to get them fixed. Teeth.
0: It backs. Next. I
1: think it's backs. yeah. I yeah. don't know what it is, but it's not T. <laughs> <laughs> <Of course, laughs> I've just We're realised I haven't you. got the answers written down, but I, <laughs> I know most of these. <laughs> <laughs> Over here. I've got faith in you. I sense the power within the... Within an hour, the power could totally destroy me, or it could save my life. I don't even know the song. Oh, I don't... Oh. Song's Hairdresser on Fire. Oh. Do it again, do it again. I've got faith in you. I sense the power within the... Within an hour, the power could totally destroy me, or it could save my life.
0: The power within the... Her... <laughs> <laughs> Fing- fingers.
1: Fingers. OK, last question each, yeah, and it's a double... It's double pointer. Oh, good. Double pointers. pointer. Yeah. So there are two... All right. Two bo- different body parts mentioned in this quote. Yeah. So over to you, Kicker. Yeah. So in my bedroom in those ugly new houses,
2: I dance my... <coughs> down to the... <coughs> Down to the bone. No. Down to the bone, I think. Under. Feet. Bone.
1: You're on the right track. I dance in the bedroom in my. Feet and knees. I dance my legs down to the knees? Knees. Yeah. I think so. I've got, yeah. Yeah. So I was close, I, was, but not not close. I knew it, I <laughs> it. Okay, so no, no points for that. And then over to you. Tomorrow, and what must come before the pain in my. <laughs> the pain in my.
0: <laughs> heart and heart, neck, heart.
1: Um I don't know is it close? <laughs> <laughs> it's not close is it? Yeah it is. Uh, I, I don't think it. they're both right.
0: Oh hold on. Oh the pain in my heart. Oh the pain.
1: At this both hearts. It's no it's not. It's not both pain. It's not both hearts. Uh,
0: give know. me one and he Go
1: on, I'll again. give you a point. So the winner 4-3. 4-3. Three. Three. Yes! Three. A kick of victory! Kick, kick Fuck of victory. you! <laughs> in your face, Morrissey fan! In the Sexy Morrissey quiz. Winner of the Sexy Morrissey quiz. You win yeah. this cardboard cutout of a Sexy Morrissey. Ooh! Ooh. So we got this uh, album to review. Uh, it's by R- Carmela. Uh, it's called Working Weeks, uh, and it's released on their own label. And you can get it from their Bandcamp page. I'm going to go into a little bit of a rock rock family trees thing right. here. Uh, we've played on the podcast before. We've played um, Colour Me Wednesday, and we've played The Tuts. So Colour Me Wednesday, there are five people in Cullumby Wednesday. Um, two of them are sisters, Hannah and Jennifer, the singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah is also in the Tuts. In fact, I'm wearing a Tuts T-shirt, and that is her in on the right-hand side there. So That's she's her. in Columny Wednesday. She's in Cullumby or... Wednesday, oh. and she's also in the Tuts. Oh. Okay. So if you t- there's five people in Columny Wednesday. Remember, five people. Take Hannah out of it. Mm-hmm.
2: Four left. And four there's four left. On.
1: And there you have the same four people are called Baby Arms. They've uh, released one one song, which is on YouTube, and is fantastic. Uh, as yet, no no album or anything like that. The singer in that band and the singer in Colour Wednesday is Jennifer, the sister of Hannah. Take her out of the equation. You've got three people left. And you've got I, Carmella. Wow. OK? And so we've got left from there. uh, We've got Carmella. Carmella, apologies for the uh, pronunciation if I got it wrong, but Carmella Pietrangelo, uh, who sings and plays guitar. Uh, We've got uh, Jaka Freya. There's very strong names in this band, hmm. by the way. You know, uh, Carmela, first of all, Carmela Pietrangelo. What's not to like about yeah, I that? that yeah. um, and it, doesn't that mean something like Feet of the Angels? Let's say Pietrangelo, yes. something like that. Uh, um, Jacka Freer on uh, drums. Uh, you may think you're free, but Jacka is Freer. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the magnificently named Laura Ankles. I mean, <laughs> anybody who, whatever your surname is, listener, just... Just take it away for a minute and imagine it's Ankles and already you've improved your name by a large percentage. Pick
2: her Ankles. Oh,
1: yes. Laura Ankles it plays bass guitar and backing vocals and she's also, we've seen her play Through a Window oh, in really? Emma Cooper's band. Oh, she's right, also in right. Emma Cooper's yeah, band yeah. playing banjo and really stuff in there. Song. Anyway, the, I I saw them play at um, the festival in Congleton, the Going Up The Country festival. It was absolutely bucking it, bucketing down at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they were very good. However, now I've got the album, and I'd be able to listen to the lyrics a bit more closely, and realizing they're a lot better than than very good. <laughs> the key thing here on the in the thank yous at uh, the end of the thank yous, it says, you know, thank you to various people that they've helped them with the album and families and all that kind of stuff. And it says, and thank you to the capitalist wage system for inspiring most of the lyrics. <laughs> and there's the key really to, to to what this album's all about, and and. Uh, it's about working weeks. That's the name of the album. And uh, so much of the lyrics is about sort of, you know, getting through a week in a job that you hate uh, in order to live in a place which gonna, you're going to spend your whole life pay- paying for in a city that you no longer consider your, your, your own because it's been taken away from you by you know, developers and, uh, you know, a place which you grew up in, they're from West London, a place you can't even afford to live in. Mm. Uh, So you have to be a wage slave. And there are so many lyrics throughout the album about this. Um, I'm going to read you a few. Good. Okay. Um, The very first lines of the album. Don't stop moving, because if you stop moving, you might have time to think. And if you have time to think, you might start to question all the things you do to fill your time. And then in some the, of the same song, uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of sort of romantic stuff on here. Romantic with a small r, um, you know, ideas of sort of doing something about this system, the capture this waste and getting an outside Idealism, of it somehow. Really. Well, you know, might be practical. practical. Might be practical. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a, on the night bus back, the city changed appearance. It felt like something else could happen. What if we stay on past our stop Go in the opposite direction And walk and walk and walk Until it's light and That's from a song Make it up Make it up as you go along
0: That's practical You that. mm, could do that That's true
1: Yeah uh, The um, There's a song called Settle for Less Which is kind of Pretty self-explanatory The verses in that Are Absolutely fantastic lyrics um, uh, It's not how I imagined it Penning an angry outburst My first paycheck in the post All those years ago If my younger self Could see me now She'd scream with disappointment Sorry, that's not from that song, that's from a different song, which we'll play in a minute, I think. Uh, you, this is the bit, one of the bits about the city. Uh, you and I went walking to the edge of a town, sat on the new bridge. The sky was full of cranes, the city spread out like a puzzle, impossible to fix. They're building houses that no one can afford, he said. I can't stay here much longer. These rooftops look like headstones, every home a tomb, we all build our own. So we cling to the habitual, half-hearted rituals, while someone sells the ground from under our feet. Work ourselves to death for a little box to sleep in. Is this what we call living? They're bulldozing places we once knew. I'm losing all my bearings. The memories we harboured have all been cast adrift. So what now? We settle for less. The last song on the album, which is called You've Got Time, is, again, it offers some kind of escape from this drudgery. Uh, And it seems to be a song about... um, Somebody who is outside of that system for whatever reason, whether this is, it be a homeless person or somebody who, who, who is a, is a, is a, a person who, who has a job but is uh, going through some hard times. Um, have you heard this song, guys? Have you listened to this one, the last track of the album? Yes. Yep. Um, it basically says that, Bathed in morning light. Somebody found you asleep in a flower bed at 7am. A shake of your shoulder. Are you all right? But it's a weekday and no one has time. then it goes on to say but you've got time the name of the song Uh, and it talks about how you know a body needs time to heal this sounds to me i don't know it sounds to me like somebody who's away from what might be called what may be deemed normal normal society for want of a better phrase who needs some time to heal to get back and you know society doesn't really give them time Mm. but this person singing the song is saying you 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 have got time uh, not minutes, not hours, not working weeks, not 24 hour clocks, not calendar months or financial years. And it's telling that they use those particular terms, you know, for measures of time. Mm-hmm. They can all go to pieces, they can all go in the bin. You take all the time you need, all the time you need. OK, so there's <clears throat> uh, quite a lot of the lyrics I've just shared yeah. with you there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the music, though, is also, you know, it's very, it's not a million miles away from what Colour Me Wednesday do. No, I'd say it's slightly more grungy. Slightly less of UK punk, or and, and a bit more sort of nineties US grungy type stuff. Um, uh, not all of it, though. I think
2: there's, there's, no, not all of it. No, lot, there's no. quite a few songs, aren't there? Uh, yeah, I think, there's, it, a, there's birds, I think for example. Is it, the
1: breeders. Breeders are, were pulled a, to mind quite a few times yeah, on, on there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh,
2: I, I think it's a great album, um, and I enjoy listening to it very much. I think there are, there are four songs that stand out for me. I, I, I particularly like the, the opening track, Crying in Public. Yep. Um, and the video for that is fantastic. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, no. And they, no. they, they basically end up playing in these tiny little rooms, um, all switched together, <laughs> Right. Which, which is great. Uh, so it's a really good video. But it's a great song. I really like that one. I really like uh, Dog Tired yeah uh, that's very breeders isn't it yes yeah. it is yep. yes yeah and separate so separate separate yeah uh, yep. I, I like, there's a bit in that where she goes into the uh, a line i just want you to look me in the eye and she sounds really pissed off and yes i, and I really yes. like that bit yeah it, it suddenly goes
1: <laughs> quite loud <laughs> yeah
2: that, that i when when i saw them live that
1: was the the standout track yeah, yeah i really yeah. like that one
2: but yeah. i think actually my favorite song is is the, the i guess it's a one called birds well I really like the guitar line on that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah but uh, that's a great album, pretty really good. Okay. Yeah. Rebel do you have uh I you to I what didn't we do enough
1: okay. <laughs> to do that. Okay, well uh let's play uh let's play Birds then. ago um, we did a little homage to a particular song, a spoken word bit at the start of a song, and we said to our listener, listeners, uh, get in contact if you recognise what song we are tipping our expensively uh, uh, second-hand designer hat to. Uh, to my like Homburg, to be honest. Yes, indeed. And we had some people who did just that, so we'd like to give a shout-out to Paul Sproston, who is the administrator for the Dexies group on Facebook. Go and join. Uh, lots of interesting stuff goes on there. Also give a shout-out from the same group to Tracy Rogers, Emma Tonking, John Boyle and Frank Boove. Frank Boove, whether he is... whether I don't know if that's his real name or if he's the got psychopathic him. weirdo played by Dennis Hopper in the film... Um, Blue Velvet who has the same name (laughs) Uh, hopefully uh, it's his real name Uh, also, so the song is uh, The Epic Epic Uh, This Is What She's Like from The Epic uh, Don't Stand Me Down uh, by Dexys an album that uh, we hold very dear uh, my dear uh, and I've found this from a guy called um, Mick Bolton who played uh, oh, some, some keyboards working. on this record. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, and he's, he's, this is a, uh, him talking about the recording of this album. During two hot summer months of rehearsals and recording in London, I sometimes had to repeatedly play the piano so powerfully my fingers became cracked and started to bleed. I always felt that we were really creating something very special here. It was a time of one-fingered synthesizer players and heavy metal guitar heroes. And this was an album with just seven long, intense tracks of wild and wonderful playing by a band that included guitars, violin, pedal, steel brass, piano, organ, mandolin with hardly any overdubs this is the bit I find amazing by the way we recorded each track many times and several takes were carefully analysed each evening by Kevin, Helen and Billy to see which was the best even the spoken intro to This Is What She's Like was recorded live at the start of each take (laughs) so when you hear that amazing track you are hearing a completely live performance I don't think any other so-called pop band would have recorded such a complicated piece of music live. Mm. Good girl. Yeah. And so, uh, all twelve minutes of it, this is what she's like. But well, you never really get to find out what she's
9: like. All right, Bill. All right, all right. Come in, where you been? Uh oh, a about, you know. Yeah. You no know way special. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Oh you've been down Bearwood. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I looked in down there. Uh yeah. What the little nibble. Yeah, that's uh, it. you see anybody down there? Any any mutual friends or Acquaintances or anything down there? No, not really. There's no one no about No one down it, no. there. No one.
6: Yeah.
9: What were we all talking about when I came in? What, you mean just now? Yeah, just as I walked in. Well, just you know, just different things really, you know. Um phew, nothing specific, you know? Nah? Nah. Nothing special. Wonderwall. No no central thing no. Yeah? Yeah. You weren't talking about me, were you? About you? Yeah, me. No, honestly, I, no. No. I don't know where you got that idea from. Are you sure? Oh, look, you know, we, we talked about different things, but, you know, we never mentioned you, honestly. Yeah. No, you don't have to worry about that, Bill. Oh, so No, no you, your name wasn't mentioned. I know what you were all talking about. Oh, you do? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I t- how's that then? Come on, tell me. Tell you what. What, tell what, you what you like? Who? You know. Who? Who like? You know what I mean. I know what you mean, but. What she like? What she like? Wait.
8: You know, the newly wealthy peasants, you know, with your home bars, and, you know, the high fives and all that stuff, yeah? yeah. Well, you know how to use words like fabulous, yeah. you know, a soup every sentence they spit out, Yeah.
9: yeah.
8: Um, well, I really like these scumbags.
0: Say night from the Trust the Witch Podcast, but exciting we just at the end, we've been joined by a great friend of
3: the world, Kevin So
0: it's good night from me, Rebel Wicket, and from Kickervelle, and from Trito Garbanzo. Good night, listener.